Josh Johnson Show. I'm Josh Johnson, joined by my co-host and fellow stand comedian, Logan Nielsen. Logan, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. It's a nice day and everything. Yeah. 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 I um, I think that for the most part, I'm just trying to enjoy the days as they come. You know, like, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's like that it, sounds like someone like in an uh, in like an assisted living facility. I'm yeah. just trying my best to just enjoy the days as they happen. Yeah, before you know it, every every week get hit with a Tuesday, and before you know it, you get smacked with a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but I'm good. I'm doing well. You you are a uh, you're a strange mix of of still very youthful and uh, incredibly old. You have you have this side of you because you have those moments like that where you you almost talk as if your your good days are over and you're just trying to get by, <laughs> but then you also be like, dude, I just read a new comic book series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that no, that's fair. I actually need to start. I, I bought one. I bought the whole collection because of the, what I um, it's called Velvet, and I really like the writer because he worked mm-hmm. on Westworld and stuff. So I already know. Oh, okay. He's he's amazing, and I haven't been able to get into it. So maybe before we tape the next episode, I'll read two pages, and then you'll be like, <laughs> yeah. "This is a different guy." <laughs> you'll be all fired up and, and geeked out. Yeah, I actually am fired up today. Um, really yeah i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) to bring this to you because it's been on my mind for a while okay and we we've we've touched on it we've dabbled with it we've tickled at it but we've never made a full episode about scams yeah i guess not yeah like just true scamming top to bottom yeah we've we've had some peppered in We've had many, you know, we've had, yeah. we've had, I mean, pyramid schemes at funerals. We've had mm-hmm. fake restaurants. Uh, we've had, you know, tricking someone to go to a date's funeral. We've had, we, you know, yeah. we've, we've almost had scams. The, the smart wig itself, I'd say, was a scam, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. Just had a, a major corporation behind it. The, okay, just to kick us off. Yeah. Was, was one that I... <laughs> Was was told to me by a friend in Louisiana who. Okay. <laughs> so there is a person. I don't know who this person is, but all I know is their main hustle. Who knows? They might have a job. I don't want to put that on them. But their main <laughs> hustle seems to be selling safes mm. on Craigslist. Ooh, interesting. So what happened to him? Was that he bought this safe? <laughs> off he was of this found stuffed inside one, <laughs> swimming at the bottom of the poncha train. <laughs> um, so what happened to him was he bought a safe off of this person off Craigslist. Okay, and so I guess this is what they do. They like sell safes. Yeah, and they were nice enough to come deliver it, and then uh, six months later they came and robbed him because they knew the combination to the safe. <laughs> I, that's what I. That's what I knew the scam was gonna be, and it's like obviously g- get the get the combination changed. You, yeah, you would think uh, there's a way to do that. There has to be. There, there has to be, and I don't know 
why a person would be, but apparently that's the mindset. People are so trusting when they buy the safe and there's such a, a like subconscious security to it yeah. that they then don't even think to change the combination of this dial. So they, yeah. <laughs> this isn't even, this person is not even a safe cracker. They're right. <laughs> they're a safe yeah. buyer and borrower. Yeah. Well, surely this guy uh, is not a criminal. He's he's so con- you know he's in the the industry of of protecting things. So yeah. therefore, cause I've always been surprised that we haven't found out there's like an ADT guy who's like the most horrific serial killer in history because he knows how to turn off everyone's security systems. Yeah, yeah, jeez. I love right when I say something, he just gives a big old yawn. Makes me feel good. I've never Makes me feel like I contribute. <laughs> I've never, I've never thought about that, but I mean, I uh-huh. anytime I've seen people do like home security stuff, I'm just like, but that'd be the dude. Yeah, that'd be the guy. Unless he gets transferred right away, then then you're like, okay, maybe he's less likely. Then well, he'd have to drive all the way back. But that's also the beauty of that job. You can get transferred all the time. You can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm not saying I'm a murderer. I'm saying. I did work for ADT for a week, but I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, you're just saying. I'm just saying someone could. <laughs> and you're you're reiterating that point enough to where I don't know. It looks like maybe maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. I'm just saying someone might have that in them. It's not someone, me. Yeah, I wouldn't do it's it. It's not me. I I only trained in sales for a week. I never learned how the systems work, so it can't be me. It can't be me. It can't be me. Just because I kept my uh, key card to access the ATT building <laughs> in yeah. my yeah in my district doesn't mean it's me. Yeah, it's definitely not me. So stop thinking that. But mm-hmm. someone could. Everybody, chill out. Stop yeah. thinking what you're thinking. So someone could, and you never find them. But it's not me. No. Anyway, safes. Oh yeah, that was the end of that story. We're stuck on the tangent you brought us on now. That was well. So how wait though? How many times did this guy do this? Did he sell a safe and then go rob it? The reason that the okay, the reason that we think he's done it several times is because the the guy that I know in Louisiana bought one of many safes he had listed on Craigslist. Okay, so it's like if he's if he's selling you know five safes, I imagine. He's planning on doing it at least five times. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And fair I, enough. I also find that there are certain scams where people are so embarrassed that they actually don't go to the police. The police, yeah. Because their and first so, question would be like, why didn't you change the combination? And then the people also just have, because of, there's like this embarrassing code of silence, <laughs> the person can just keep doing the thing. Right. Oh. And then yeah. he, And then he said he looked and then wasn't didn't see them listed anymore or anything. I mean, that's a, that's a good scam. The thing is though, the people you trick into doing that, like, are they going to have anything real great to steal out of there anyway? But yeah. Yeah. But, but I suppose if they're putting stuff in a safe, must be something. Okay. If not, I don't know, at least a gun probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that. I mean, the other thing, I think about this all the time. Okay. So, so much of like, like the whole point of cons is the, is the confidence that you get out of the person to be able to perform the con, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. A con man is short for a confidence man. And. It seriously is. 
No, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and so okay, this one this one's like harrowing. Ooh, uh, okay. Just to prepare you up top. There's no right. there's no murder or anything, but <laughs> But there's also no happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I read about this uh, couple that I don't know the ins and outs of everything that happened, but I know that they had um, one child. And as the child got older, like teenage years and everything, there's the general teenage angst that you run into. For sure. But the other thing that happened that is like, you know, um, (laughs) it's just a bit extra is that you some people some people just have like wild kids like some people just have kids that like won't listen and nothing really works and it's like i guess you could try whatever like the old fashioned what will send you off to military school or whatever but like truly yeah. nothing was working and and it was their daughter and eventually it got to the point where their daughter kept running away and mm-hmm. they were like you know how do you how do you both like how do you discipline someone who's old enough to run away because they were like the the daughter was like seventeen by then, yeah, yeah. And so you're almost out of the house anyway. So then you keep running away, and it was just that she was running away to situations that were not favorable. And so basically, there was one day where they truly just had enough because no one likes to talk about it, and we don't like to think about people in these terms. But I think that after like almost two decades, I could see someone just having enough. Like, like, like I, like I could, you're not supposed to say that. And it's not a popular thing. And people will think you're a monster if you admit it, but like it would, you would just be like, all right, do what you want. Like, like, it, like who's, people, whose perspective are you saying this from the, 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 the parents, the parents? Oh, okay. Because it's like, it, they're also at the end of their rope because you know, the daughter is six months shy of turning 18 anyway. Right. And it it's like, okay, you're going to keep running away. You're going to keep doing this stuff that's like not good for you, but you don't want to listen to us, but whatever. And so finally there was one time, maybe four months before their 18th birthday that she ran away and they just didn't bother this time. Oh, they just, good. they were just like, guys, we can't, it's been like six times and it's like, and, and they tangentially would know where she was because they knew her group of friends. But it was like, if you really need to, like, be over there instead, of, like, if we're so horrible, then, you know, I. Right. And yeah. but then that thing turned into and this is where I this is where I kind of sided with the parents a little bit, because uh, <laughs> then it then it turned into this thing of like, well, you didn't care enough to go get me the seventh time. And it's like, oh, geez, like, <laughs> you know, you know where you live, you know where your actual address is. Don't do that. Right. Don't don't be yeah. like that. And and also, how are we supposed to know the magic number was seven? Like, <laughs> it's already a lot. Like right. running away from home seven times is already a lot. Who was who was to say if they went and got you that seventh time, you would have just been like they really do care, and then you would have stayed. Yeah. So so they've then, caught me the the right amount of times. Yeah. So then, uh, the, okay. <laughs> through that though, through them finding out, you know, in conversation that oh, it would just take it a seventh. Then now everybody's mad. And so they genuinely do not talk for a very long time. Okay. For like, for like, you know, was it? I think like another seventeen years or something. 
Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. They so like, she just left, and they like, okay, bye, and not even just okay, bye. Like they did talk to her throughout right. the the and last that was the time whole, that she left, but yeah. it was it was never really the same, and she never really came back to the house, and they were also like, we really, are, you know, we're not gonna move. You can come back anytime you want, right. but like, yeah. yeah, you know, only so much can be our fault if we didn't like actually <laughs> do anything to you. Yeah. I mean, right. Like, yeah. Like, I think that sometimes people take certain parts of their teen angst and make that a valid reality. And it's like, well, you, you were also going through a thing. So completely independent right. of the world around you, you got hormones, you got like coming of age stuff. Like you were also going through a thing. So maybe right. <laughs> cut everyone around you some slack. And and so then they they don't speak for like, you know, what? Like 17 years. Yeah. And then one day they they get this person coming up to their door, knocking on their mm-hmm. door. Uh young man uh basically saying that he's their grandson like okay yeah and they were like hey i know that you all don't talk to my mom or anything but like you know i'm your grandson and i just wanted to meet my grandparents and stuff because i i just want to make sure i have a relationship with you because they at this point they're not they're not actually like hella old either, but it's just like, I'd like to know my grandparents. Like, right. You know, I'd always asked about you growing up and she didn't want to talk about it. And finally she broke down and did. And then we had, we started having problems. So like karma full circle, we started having problems. So then I ran away. I just ran away to here. <laughs> and, okay. And so, you know, they invite him in and he is what like, so he's, I think 17. So it's like, so it's like, he's also basically at the same age too. So then, so then basically what happened was the, the reason I said full circle is that not only did he run away from her the way she ran away from them, but he ran to the grandparents and is also at this age where she can't like, she, she could bring him back, but she probably isn't going to, like he even said that he's like, you know, she may call or something and you can tell her I'm here if you want to, but I doubt she'll even call cause we had such a bad fight. Right. And, you know, he, he's talking about all the stuff he wants to do and he wants to like be an engineer and go to this certain school that's like within the state and stuff. So they're like, oh, that's great. And, you know, we would still be able to, to see you on the weekends and stuff and, and just building up like a really good relationship. And then, you know, he was like, one of the fights that we were having is because there was, um, there was some like, not, not like an accident, but just some like wrongful suit that his mom won and he was kind of like yeah and who's to say i'm I'm not going to speculate whether this is bad or not but he was speculating that from some of the money from that suit could go to his college and his mom didn't want to spend any of it on the college she was just like no this is like my money to do with what i choose so you're kind of okay. like on your own for college. And he was like, I don't see how that's really fair. You just want a bunch of money in front of me. And it's not like you're, it's not like this is like made it so you can't work. Like you now have this money and you have a job. Why can't I, you know, benefit from that a little bit? Like it's a state school. Like I don't see why I can't. And she's like, no. And so he was like, you know, that that's like the cause of their fight was that he was like, you're selfish. This is crazy. So then he left and in the same span of that 
conversation, that big fight they had is when he found out about his grandparents. So then he was like, I'll just okay. see if I can look them up and go there. And so then he was basically asking the grandparents, he's like, here's how much school costs. Here's how much, um, right. You know, everything, everything would be. And I have a little bit of money saved up from my job, but I, I don't have nearly enough to like start school. And so they were like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess we can help you out a little bit, help you pay the other half or whatever. And, um, then he, they give him the money. He signs up for college and everything. He's so grateful and everything. And then he starts like leaving and coming back on the weekends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, just like truly like on a random day, they yeah. get a call from their daughter okay. and, and the daughter is like, Hey, I, you know, I know that I, I don't like the way that we left things. And I just, I, I wanted to reach out because like, who's to say who was right or wrong, but like, I'm sorry for, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sorry for the way that I was back then. Like I was young and I was like, I've, I've had my chances to like witness a lot of other people's and other parents' mistakes. And I've realized that you all weren't like nearly half as bad as I made you in my mind, like true, like an apology and just a catching up. Wow. And they were like, Oh, well, um, you know, I hope I, I, I understand how you might feel that way with the whole thing going on with, you know, you and, um, you and your son. And she was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, th- the fact that he ran away from you the same way that you ran away from us. And she was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. And they're like, your son, like he's, he's here. He's, he's about to start taking classes and stuff or like, or he just started taking classes. I don't remember which one it was, but then she was like, um, I don't have a son. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and they were like, what? And <laughs> <laughs> Oh and man, they were like, this dude just happened to pull the con when that daughter decided she wanted to reconcile. Like what? Oh, what horrible timing! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing he could have done about that. It's like ah, oh, damn. Now they decided to bury the hatchet. Shit. Yeah, he could have been scamming <laughs> his whole college career. Absolutely, absolutely, he could have. And but she and, decided she missed her mom and dad <laughs> and ruined my plans. And she was like, I don't have a son. And they were like, what do you mean you don't have a son? <laughs> and so then they they get to talking about it. And um, she's like, I think I know who that is. And basically she worked at um, like I, it was either like a packing facility or like okay. she worked at this like factory. And at that factory, she was just sort of everyone was like kind of commiserating about their like childhoods and stuff. And this young kid who works there basically heard her tell her story to the coworkers oh. and then was like, how, how long ago did you run away from home? Like you never been back. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just showed up and he's like about the same age and like, wow. like that, that he would be if he were her son and she got pregnant right away after she ran away. And he like looked enough like her. Like it did like he didn't, he wasn't right. like the spitting image of her, but he looked like enough like her that like maybe her and another person could make a person that looked like this. Right. I was just blown away by it. I was like, I, cause it, it was such a perfect, the only thing that ruined it is the fact that she called. She just happened to at that point. It probably was too. She'd been talking about it at work and was just like, I don't want my life to be that way. Just as he was being like, Oh, I'm going to go post <laughs> her son. It was like that same instant was her being like, I don't like that. That's my story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, 
whenever he came back for another visit, like the cops were waiting, like it was like oh, a full, great. like a full setup. Like they were like, wow. Oh, can't wait to see you. You know, gam gams yep. cooking up some pork chops. <laughs> That's great. That reminds me, did you ever see that? The police are already there. <laughs> Eating pork chops. Mm-hmm. I told you there'd be pork waiting. Here's the cops. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever see the documentary uh, The Imposter? I've only seen the first 20 minutes. Oh, shit. It gets wild after that. You need to keep watching. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because you kind of remind me a little bit of that with that story. But apparently that's like super common. It's, it's, it, it's happening not like everywhere, but it's happening in way oh, more for sure. places than you'd imagine. It's for people just showing up, not even necessarily... Claiming to be a missing child. Exactly. Like, like claiming to be a missing person, claiming to be an estranged person, or claiming to yeah. be like... like I mean, it, it was... It was heavy in the apparently in the eighteen hundreds. This was like a full on scam. People would well, do for it, their well, lives. Well, in the eighteen hundreds, like you could show up anywhere and just be like, "Well, I'm I'm a doctor in town." They're like, "Sure, yeah," but I mean, to make it your whole we life's can't call career, anybody <laughs> to make it your whole life's career to be like, "I'm I'm the grandson you've only heard about in letters." Right. Oh, for sure. Well, that's like anytime you hear about like old murders from like the early 1900s or the 1800s, and the story always ends with like, and then that person who murdered them all uh, left town. The end. He he got away with it because he left that he he didn't wait for the sheriff to show up. That's all it took to get away with crime back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it seems like it's all it takes to get away with crime now. I don't know if you saw about the uh, that that fight at that pizza joint in Williamsburg, but it's like there were there, it was a full on brawl throughout the whole. Oh, pizza I did. Shop. I, I saw that. Video. Only one person is being charged, and they're because and it's because they're the person that stayed and waited for the cops to get there because I guess they were like righteously indignant and. The police aren't even looking for the other people who are on video jumping behind the right. counter fighting the employees. It's crazy. It's like the law really only works as much as you feel like making it work. Well, that's the thing. I think that one more falls under the uh, the team behind that investigation going, oh, who fucking cares? We got we got an arrest by it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. Because we know there's like three more dudes. Yeah. Because we know. on camera. They weren't wearing masks, just faces exactly. on camera swinging. Because <laughs> we know how like they revealed, especially the last couple of years, how easy it is for the police to like track down people mm-hmm. if they really want to mm-hmm. uh, using anything from videos. But you can tell the ones were like ah that we don't whatever yeah the yeah. beats is not good there that's fine thank <laughs> yeah oh it's wild man they, they had it coming um and then but no but 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 imposter is nuts though because that one goes down a whole nother path of like because this guy for context people it's like the guy shows up claiming to be their missing son and they're just like sure and they go along with it and then you find out like the son may have gone missing for weird reasons. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. part of the part of the documentary. It's really well made, and the the guy who pulled the con is like the way he like talks to the camera is just so just like oh you are just a con man. <laughs> yeah, I mean okay, so this one I don't know how to feel about this one because this one is, is okay. truly a scam and it I, it is bad. But okay, <laughs> so there was. <laughs> There was an email extortion scam where a okay. guy a guy was 
basically just getting I know what you did last summer type emails. Oh, great. And it was in the 90s, though. So it was like not it wasn't as easy and people didn't understand. Like now we just have it in the back of our brain in our problem solving scenarios to just block people or to just, you know I mean? Like, like yeah. that thing wasn't really invented no, it wasn't. in the nineties, like uh, especially with new technology like email. So, you know, when, yeah. when people in the early nineties are emailing, it's like, I already can't believe I got an email much <laughs> less. How do I stop getting it from this person? Right. Yeah. So they were getting this email that was like, listen, I know, I know what you did and I am willing to go to the police with everything <laughs> unless you give me uh, $5,000 and like $5,000 may seem low now, but you have to adjust for inflation. $5,000 in the nineties was like bank. You know, right. Like, yeah. Like minimum wage in the 90s. I don't even know if it was like five bucks yet. So like <laughs> <laughs> this is like money, money. And yeah. and so they they, you know, uh, I guess they just have it like that. And so they wired the money and didn't hear anything for maybe six months. Right. And then they get another email that was like, you're up to it again. <laughs> And so they were like, you're up to it again. I know, I know what ooh, you've been up ooh, got, to. Got you again. Got you again. Yeah. <laughs> then the the person who sent the money, the person being extorted, is like, I'm not up to anything. I, you know, I've stopped. I have it. <laughs> oh no. Exactly. Oh no. Exactly. Oh no. So then they did do something. They oh no. Clearly did do something. <laughs> and so then they were like, I don't care I've what you stopped. say. I don't care what you say. You better send the money or else uh, or else I'm going to the police with everything. And it's 10000 this time. And 10000 is, wow. is, you know, a little bit harder for them to, uh, to scramble together, but they do it. <laughs> they don't hear about, it, like, anything from this uh, scammer for another maybe four months. Right. And then they get an email that's like... You just can't help yourself. <laughs> uh, and and basically, basically, they were like, listen, I haven't done anything in a very long time. Please leave me alone. I don't have any more money. And they were like, you better find somebody or we're going to the police with everything. And uh, this time they didn't have a number, but they were like, whatever you think is fair. That, so they right. just literally put on the person's conscience that's being scammed, whatever you think is fair. And so then they get it like almost too quickly. They get another $10,000. <laughs> Jesus. And oh, you did something. Yeah. You did something. And then finally, uh, they, they, were what was it they they like gotten this like argument because the person that was being scammed emailed them after that transaction because normally they've been they had been wiring them the money and not saying anything but this right. time they they emailed them after the transaction they were like listen that's all i have i can't do it anymore you know please just let me be i'm a different person now like all the stuff oh. and oh, no. and uh and then they <laughs> and then they were like we'll see 
That's all they email back is we'll see. Right. A full year passes. And they get an email from this from this scammer again uh, talking about how, like, you know, even if you stopped, it doesn't change what you did and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, we've given you enough time to accumulate some more money and... You know, I think I think it's only fair that you that you have to like pay more penance essentially, and right. so then they, this person was like, "Listen, I can't go through the rest of my life like this. Just go to the police if you have to." Blah blah blah. And then they were like, "We will." So then this person, which I think that it took maybe a little bit more innovation, a little bit more getting used to technology, and a little bit more common sense. To for this person to be like, this is clearly a scammer. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. they've had some time separated from the situation of over the course of that year. And so then they go to the police. The the scammed person goes to the police and tells police everything and like all this stuff. And then the police are like, okay, that's terrible. We're going to look into it. Also, (laughs) what did you do though? What did you do? Why are you paying? And they were like, oh, it's not really about me. And so then, sorry, it's about to really quickly become about you. <laughs> yeah, and and so then they they both never caught the scammer, and the person that they were scamming had apparently embezzled a bunch of money from his, from his company and put it all uh, back. There you go. So he had embezzled this money for like I don't even oh. know what his reasons were, but he needed some extra money, worked in the accounting department. And, and uh, like stole the money, but then put the money back eventually, which is what the whole oh. like, I'm not that person anymore. You know, I haven't done it in so long was about. OK, well, at least, you know, I was worried it was going to be something truly heinous that this man. <laughs> no, <done>. no, <laughs> like, no. <nah. laughs> oh, man, man. It, that, <laughs> Where, where'd you hear about that one? <laughs> that one was just, I think, on a Reddit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like telling that story and I was like, this is so phenomenal that like out of all the people, because because also there weren't that many people to email back then. So you really had to like yeah. maybe do a little bit of research. Like you could just make up a series of of names and numbers and probably hit somebody's email now. There's oh, for that sure. many people with that many usernames going around. Like and I yeah. and I think that it's such a stroke of luck to not only like ping someone, right, but ping someone who did something and who's oh, for like sure. willing to pay you. Yeah, yeah. Because like even like I've I've you know every now and then I check my spam because there are some things that go to spam sometimes that I actually need an email. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I just every now and then you'll see like just all the scam because especially now too like my main email just has so many fucking scams that just get sent to the spam. So many Nigerian princes and. Mm-hmm. There's there's one all the time that it's a lawyer and oh I really I really need your help so we can get your money back into the country and I'm like I come on I know I <laughs> I I know I don't have an offshore account so <laughs> oh, you also leave me out of this bro it's also like I think about this so much there was a there was an email I got one time that went to my spam that like was definitely in the scam cluster of yeah. like you know oh you won the prize come on your free cruise all stuff like that and then there was just an email that looked like a real email but just from a person i didn't know like a series of numbers of an email 
And uh, they were like, listen, I ain't going to lie to you. I need whatever money you can spare because she took everything. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, I I didn't send anything. But at the same time, I was like, what a... What an awful day you must be having, even as a scammer, to just right. be honest. Just be fuck it. It's so this is so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to think of things. And don't get me wrong, probably still not being honest, but also like that one like, seemed too sincere. I've never gotten an email right. like that before or since. Those are like the you know like the cardboard signs that are just like fuck it. I just want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like you're like all right. I can. That's fair. <laughs> at least I I get that. I totally get that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are you having trouble finding the right therapist for you in your area? Does the pandemic have you nervous about meeting face-to-face in someone's office or waiting in a lobby with other people? Well, BetterHelp gives you access to quality counseling from the comfort and safety of your own home. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or live chat sessions with therapists anytime, anywhere. All you need is a computer, tablet, or smartphone to start talking with a licensed therapist in under 48 hours of signing up. And it's available worldwide. No matter where you are, you can connect with a licensed therapist that matches your preferences and specializes in the issues you may be dealing with. Your mental health is incredibly important, and that's why Logan and I are excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. Our listeners get 10% off their first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Josh Johnson Show. That's BetterHelp.com slash Josh Johnson Show. Okay. (laughs) This one used to be um, one of my favorites because these are all scamming. I know it's it's even when it's simple, it's not easy. And I think that Mm. the heyday of scamming may be over in a sense. There are still things where you you can easily be duped because of the trust and protections of certain sites and and all the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like the true like just gullible like things where we wouldn't have known any better as people. Those days are sort of like. <sighs> well, they'll they'll find a new one. It's like yeah, because you used to be able to get like you know cold calls, but now like. I don't know. I don't. If I don't recognize the phone number, I never answer it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I know. I know very few people that do that answer a number they don't know. Mm-hmm. No, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. I. I. Okay. So this one. This one that I found was so wild because it was so many different cross sections had to come together for this scam to work. Mm -hmm. But basically right along the time that Google was realizing it's, it's uh, cultural power as a, as a search engine and was starting to charge money for top results. Right. There was a scammer that basically said, you know, okay, this is how, if this is how Google is going to order the uh, the results, I'll just pay Google whatever amount necessary to be the top result. And so he he basically started, got like, I'll, I'll call them all scammers for the sake of brevity, but he got like five other scammers and he started a call helpline for tech support. Okay. And so he just made himself the first result when people were just Googling like 
tech support for just random questions. So not necessarily tech support for like Microsoft Windows or anything, because that would mm-hmm. just be too hard. But like, uh, you know, just computer tech support or like online right. tech support, whatever. And he had a number that you could call. And so people were calling and they... <laughs> They basically made their service. They were like, oh, because most problems are you, you're you're able to figure out most problems with computer within 10 minutes. We charge by the minute. Oh, OK. And so then they would they said they were charging you kind of like almost like those dating hotlines or like, you know, you would call those certain <laughs> lot like they're charging you by the minute for tech support. <laughs> But when you real call quick them, for those you, you just brought up a relic of dating hotlines. I just want people to know that used to be a thing where you could call to supposedly chat with someone else on a dating hotline, and you paid for every few minutes or whatever. It was like a one nine hundred number, but it was to like supposedly talk to a date or whatever. Yeah, it would be like one eight hundred good sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to. Uh, there used to be some dumb shit going on on the landlines, you know. Yeah, yeah. And talk to hot singles in your area. Yeah, and and so basically they they were charging by the minute like these dating hotlines were. But the the big difference is that rather than just you accepting the charge when your call goes through to the operator, mm-hmm. they were asking for your credit card. Oh, there you go. And they were like, so sorry, we have to charge per minute because it's so easy to figure out what the problem is. And uh, they they would like not only keep people on for as long as possible, but uh, they would once they had the credit card information, they were just going to like scam your credit card that was that was like the whole plan and nobody could figure out how they were doing it because then the credit card charge didn't come up as like a business or anything Mm -hmm. so then if anything people were like oh i guess they never charged me but then they also the only one (laughs) only one of the people out of the five scammers only one of the people knew anything about computers so that dude was actually helping people and scamming people and everybody else was just (laughs) scamming people but one dude was like oh no actually just control alt delete and the screen will (laughs) Oh, just, yeah, just uh, just force reboot it, and you're fine. Anyway, thanks for your money. Which must have been so funny. Like, it must have been Well, because he's just doing a job then at that point. That he's dude, just actually working That in dude tech really support. made that his job. He scammed himself into working in tech support. Because then the other people were on, the, on their phones, like, probably looking at him like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just trying to, she just doesn't know it's her modem, so I'm trying to help her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great when your when your con becomes just an actual legitimate job. That's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then, right there, you're kind of not doing anything illegal if you're just. I'd like to think charging for tech support. Yeah, I'd like to think that he also only charged them like an hourly wage's worth. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because the whole reason of getting the credit card is to just run but the to credit take card whatever you want. Yeah, just run it. But yeah. this guy is so busy doing a real job. I wonder if he was like. <laughs> Well, I, I feel bad taking more than 20. It was only a 10-minute yeah. call, you know. <laughs> and that man, William Gates. Uh, <laughs> he finally was like, I don't know why I'm scamming why I know so much about computers. Let me just make the internet real quick. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know the world needs some internet. I like that idea of the inventor of the internet being like, man, we sure could use the internet. Let me go make one of those.
Yeah, let me just, it would be quicker if I could Google it and Google doesn't exist yet. So let me go ahead and. <laughs> I have to start up a whole line of events oh, just man. so I can Google something. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. That's, that. for that one guy, it was barely a con. <laughs> yeah, for that for that one dude. That, and who's to, like, who's to know how many people he, he actually helped? She helped I'm fix sure there computer. were like plenty of them where he like didn't know what to do, but because yeah. he just as a hobby knew about computers, he was like, "Oh yeah, do this." <laughs> <laughs> and if anything, he actually is why they didn't get caught as quickly as they should have, because because yeah. for some people it was tech support. Yeah, right. Yeah. So some <laughs> people were like, "They didn't scam me." Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> my computer's running better than ever. Oh, man. Okay. This one is not as much of a... This one is from a different perspective. It's not so much about the scammers. It is the person being scammed. Okay. So you, you've heard of porch pirates, right? Porch pirates. Okay. So starting in maybe I... 2018, there was an actual okay. name for people who waited all day for you to get an Amazon package and would run over <laughs> to your porch and steal it. I had a feeling that's what it was, just contextually, but I like that it was referred to as porch pirates. Yeah. Because, I mean... <laughs> the local news is good at naming things. I was like, maybe I shouldn't name this, or say this, but like, that sounds like a weird slur. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah them, them, the, them porch pirates over there. The first time I heard it, I was like, what are we talking about? And then someone <laughs> showed me a ring light video, and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, so basically, there was a, a person who had several packages of varying values stolen from their front mm -hmm. door over the course of like maybe four months. So in those four months, oh, and it was, it was like, it would, it was varying degrees of like, oh, this is a present or this was like something I need, need. Right. Yeah. And they, they said that what ended up happening was that they, um, just could not like even when they stayed home, they could not quite catch the person and they weren't getting their package. So it was happening like lightning fast. It was, ha it was, mm -hmm. ha it was happening so fast that they were like, all right, this is like a ninja doing it, you know? And so basically <laughs> they set up, um, a full on trap. Like, have you ever seen Triple Nine or any of those um, those movies where they have to, like, check the bag because the money is, like, late? Like, the bag of the money has a tripwire for a bunch of blue paint or, like, smoke or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically rigged a box. They, they rigged a box. They sent the box to themselves. So they went to FedEx with this, like, rigged box of, mm -hmm. of like... You know, it was, I guess it was like powder or paint or whatever. And they had it mailed to themselves. And then they, they, <laughs> they had tried to deter the porch pirate before by getting a bunch of empty boxes mailed to them. So that yeah. way they'd be like, oh, okay, not every box is worth something. Maybe I'll, I'll leave this house alone. And that didn't deter them at all. They were just coming outside to see like, empty empty boxes so they were opening okay. the box because it was so light realizing nothing was there and not walking away with the box 
Okay. And so, so then they, they sent this booby trap box to themselves. They get to the, the day where it arrives. The porch pirate, you know, runs up, must have a box cutter on them just from seeing all the empty boxes, like getting sent there. And they go to open the box and it explodes. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was paint or uh, right. powder, but it was like a full on gender reveal. Like it was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was everywhere. And so they, they they screamed and ran away. And that's how the cops caught them was because they were like covered in the paint. So yeah. even though they ended up like miles away. <laughs> Well, and if it's if it's the same kind of stuff they use in like banks and shit like that, that like stains your skin. Like it, it's hard to get off. You show up to jail blue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna play you like a drum, blue man group. Get over here. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. I remember uh, my the first building I lived in in Chicago back when I was in college. Um, we just happened to see, like, by the mailboxes, some lady left a sign there because, like, some some a package first got stolen, and so is this, and it was a way too long of a letter, way too long of just like just like I had the other day stolen was a, a package from it was a Kate Spade planner which I buy myself every year. It's my one little gift to myself every year. Okay, it's my little present I give to myself, and someone took it, and you took that from me. You took that experience from me, and it's like this. It was way too long. It was way. <laughs> Like had way too much going on in it. Like got like the writing got smaller at the bottom. She's trying to like cram in more about how much she deserves her. Funny. (laughs) She's like trying to fit like why you you robbed her of her joy with this Kate Spade planner. And I'm just like also too. It's like most likely who took it is like a delivery guy who like you know. And someone maybe in the building took it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it. It's also the way that some people react to being scammed is is very interesting because like like we've said before earlier in the episode there's some just embarrassment where you don't want to tell anybody but there was right. one guy he okay i read about this years ago but since we're talking about it now it's it's pertinent uh so he got scammed out of like and this is like 1800s right right um but he got scammed out of just some sort of like government voucher or something. And it was for a a substantial amount of money, but it was like the same way that you used to be able to buy bonds and stuff like that. And, and, and I mean, you still can, but like bonds and, and gold vouchers, like all, all this different stuff that's like sort of gone the way of extinction was very easy to scam. If you didn't care about potentially going to jail for like ever. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. And so one of the, there was a farmer that bought, a bond, like a government bond off a traveling salesman and Mm -hmm. then went to redeem it like, you know, two years later and then realized it was fake. And so, you know, called the police and everything. And the police were even like, well, we don't, we still ride horses. Like there's very little we can do about your, (laughs) your (laughs) bond situation. Listen, I don't know if you're looking around, but uh, we have not uh, reached computer technology. Yeah. Do you see um, how dusty it is? Your money's gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's hay in the middle of the street for no reason. Your money is gone. Yeah. Sorry. And so, sorry, man. This dude 
went on a full-on expedition to catch the dudes that scammed him himself because he bought it from one salesman but he saw that salesman some frontier justice baby yeah go get him he saw that salesman with a group of salesmen so 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 at the bar he saw him later with his friends and they were all you know having a conversation and he even introduced him as like these are my colleagues whatever and over the course of like 20 years he tracked down I think almost all of them. There were five of them, and he tracked down at least four. And I don't know if he ended up getting everybody, but it w- it took him like 20 years. His wife left him. He lost his farm, and he did not care. He just kept going from town to town like, hey, did you buy a bond from this person? And like – and what did he do when he got up, caught up with him? Did he kill him, or what was he doing? No, he didn't kill him. He would just like take them. Part. I, I'm sure he beat them severely. I was going to say, I'm like to the, the police. <laughs> but he, but there's no record of him killing any of them. He just okay. was like basically doing the cops' job for himself. Because there was also there were and there weren't jurisdictions back then. So right. there were people who were like, ah, uh, they're all the way over there. But even if they were all the <laughs> way over there, there was yeah. there wasn't a lot of like federal understanding of like a, a cop from here can go all the way over there. Like that's what. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think you got to that till you got to like Pinkerton's. Yeah. In, like, the late 1800s where it's like, well, we're just going to go shoot outlaws along the trains. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's our job. And so he just he just went from town to town for like decades tracking these dudes down they oh, didn't even wow. look the same by the time he found them <laughs> like maybe maybe weren't even the same guy it would be hilarious if at least one was not the same guy where not he was like he, he was like it looks I'm, I'm not the guy i'm telling you i'm not the guy and he's like that's what the other three said <laughs> <laughs> i've never even been to that town ow i've never i don't know yeah yeah, it, 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 it's crazy when you don't know when to cut your losses. <laughs> His wife left him. His wife was like, if you keep going on the road to find these dudes <laughs> that stole $50 from you, I just, I can't, I won't be here when you get back. I hey, can't. Do what you got to do, baby. <laughs> but, but I need to search for justice. Okay, but like. Yeah. We have kids. Do you they realize got, like, you spent more than you were like scammed out of by now? <laughs> it's expensive to go across the country. Yeah. And that like takes a year on a horse. Like what are, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, you're putting miles on the horse that the horse cannot handle. Yeah. This dude put Jeep Cherokee miles on his horse. <laughs> Imagine his horse talking to the other horses where he's like, the horse is just praying he doesn't take him again. The horse is talking what? to the other horses like, listen, you don't know what it's like out there. And he won't yeah. and he won't rest because, you know, he yeah. wants his $50 back that bad. So we ride and all just, night. And he just mutters. He's just muttering about it the whole time. It's like, it's awful. And, it's and you know, it takes like a m- month to go to a place back. Like, so you might even go for a fake, you know, a fake call. You know, he think he thinks as the guy, oh nope, dead end. Let's ride three months back home. Yeah. Fuck Jerry. <laughs> Jerry sucks. <laughs> no detective work. Just like truly asking around in his town, hey, did yeah. anybody else buy one of these bonds? No, you were the only one. And then <laughs> 
<laughs> we all talk about how you got fucking scammed. Yeah, that dude. That dude had a a, a a hat with a quill in it. We weren't buying anything from him. Because especially back then, like, yeah, they wouldn't have got more of your money because there was no bank accounts or anything. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you were out that cash, like, ah, shoot. And then yeah, you're gonna spend so much more of your life. <laughs> he did hunting those guys down. I know. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, that man, for that, like, that amount man was, of money, here, you should get $1,000 from them every time you catch them. Here's the thing. It's probably good that that happened to him then, so he had this reason to chase these guys down. Because this man was going to do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this man this man was going to do something on the vigilante level, so it's good it happened from, from genuinely getting scammed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good that they actually <laughs> came for him. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna scare a town at some point, so it's probably good. That is brutal. That's so true, though. Right? Yeah. Um, hey, man. Before we wrap up, should we open the old mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I've got a little trifecta here. Actually, I've got a oh, geez. An, an Apple Podcast review, okay, uh, an an email, and an Instagram uh, message. So I thought oh, I'd wow. mix it up. Yeah. Do a cut. Yeah, we're gonna dip from every part of the mailbag. Uh, so this first one, this is an Apple Podcast review. This is from Jamie14, and it's uh, titled Hysterical Laughter at Work. You know, these are my favorites when we got <laughs> we got people at work scaring their coworkers. Uh, this one's got a twist to it, though. Uh, first of all, thank you both for being a ray of sunshine in this world. Uh, after losing a few dear family members this year, you both have brought not only a hundred smiles to my face, but some terrifying laughing streaks peppered with snorts at my, quote, crying bench. Just a regular workbench that I use to mostly cry at, at work. <laughs> hope to make it to a real show one day and meet you. Uh, well, we hope to meet you. Yeah, we hope to meet you. We Don't don't worry about the bench. We're going to bring chairs. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have prime schools at our show. laughing. You could only laugh <laughs> yeah, at yeah. these chairs. <laughs> That's the thing. We bring laughing chairs to our shows. Uh, thank you so much, though, for that, Jamie. This one here, we got an email. This is from James. Um, the subject line is thank you. And it says, sup dudes. I was in attendance at union hall last night. Oh, uh, so this was this, yep. This was sent after the live show. Uh, the King dork who showed, uh, up entirely too early. I think I remember you sitting there on the bench out front. You could have said hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, it's scary how approachable we are. <laughs> yeah. We're dangerously approachable. I remember a couple of nights before we did that show, we were talking to a fan and Dulce Sloan was with us and she just goes, yo, too nice. <laughs> And I was like, hey, we, we have to be right now. <laughs> uh, but your podcast has been part of the soundtrack to a year in which, while confronting the pandemic, I also have been coming to terms with my mental health. During this period, I've found the unadorned humanity of your show to be a comfort, so I feel it a milestone that I was able to take part as a member of the audience. That is, like, such a sweetly written Yeah, that's so right kind. <laughs> like, I must, however, make comment on the absence of any discussion of bird strike. <laughs> I feel there was premium opportunity in Josh's return to the subject of aircrafts. I think talking about that's uh, fair. <laughs> yeah, we talked about airports and or in, in your stand-up, and uh, I guess people want to know more about air, uh, bird strike here. So um, I hope I will be able to attend another one of these where perhaps you will be less constrained by timetables. Well, hopefully, yeah. That we had, we had kind of a tight out on that one. Yeah. But, uh, but but thank you for coming and thank you so much for that uh, wonderfully kind email, James. Um, and then this one here, this is an Instagram message from Sierra, and this one's got a question in it too. Okay. Us. 
Um, love the podcast. Josh is my Josh is my favorite comedian because of the ridiculous circumstances he finds himself in and manages to make them worse. Have you either of you? Um, sorry, let me take that again. Have either of you horribly failed at flirting? One time I saw a guy at a fair, and when he waved at me, I freaked out and speed walked away. <laughs> My friend witnessed the whole thing and endlessly teased me about it. Anyway, again, I love the podcast. You're dynamic, and both of your weird-ass laughs. One million lettuce heads out of ten. Uh, so has there ever been a time when you've completely failed at flirting? Ever. Uh, just, yeah, if you've ever got one. Uh, I did one in in my actual stand-up, so this might not be the best example for our listeners since they may have already heard it, but like, I'm not, I'm not the best at seeing. And, <laughs> and so I went to an orange Julius oh, and I oh, was yeah. very excited about getting a smoothie, but I could not read the, the board because it was, it was, to be fair, it was tying letters, even if I could see. Mm. And so I was leaning over the counter, the cashier was, uh, you know, turned around doing something. And when she stood up and turned around, we were nose to nose because she also did all this very quickly, but I was leaning over the counter trying to see. And then she leaned backwards because she, you know, thought I was trying to kiss her. And I just said, I don't love you and walked away. (laughs) And in that instance, I guess I wasn't trying to flirt. But uh-huh. uh, it, that's definitely how it came off, and it still came it's, off like a fail. Yeah, it seemed, yeah, you <laughs> you panicked and made a bad flirt out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. What about you? Um, I one time, this was a few years back, I was doing a show at a place at uh, Pressure Billiards I used to run shows at in Chicago. And uh, we used to do this holiday-themed show. And I'm just, uh, just to put it as short as possible, I was uh, on stage dressed like Chewbacca and very drunk. Um, so just just don't worry about what that means. Um, it was a Christmas show. There made it more confusing. Uh, we, <laughs> but I did that, and there was apparently a girl there who she had come with another friend actually, and and then we had and I we did the show, and I barely remembered if I met her or talked to her or anything because like, I was hammered. This was I think still I was still like getting over a breakup, so I decided to drink extra on this show. Um, then that following Tuesday, there was an open mic at that same place where I was there, and that girl came back. And she comes up to me uh, before the mic starts, and she goes, yeah, she goes, I was actually at the Christmas show you guys did on Saturday. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I remember. And she goes, um, I came here, I came back tonight because I, I wanted to get your number. And I looked at her in the eyes, and I said, oh, thanks. And then I didn't say anything else. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say numbers. Should have said some numbers, probably. Were you interested? We, yeah, I heard I actually ended up dating for a little bit, but like I said that and I saw her like have to physically shake it off to be like, oh, okay, that thanks was not what I was fucking expecting yeah, from this clown. Yeah, thanks is just letters. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I, so that was, that was one of the worst. I told that to my therapist and he laughed at me very hard. Geez. That was a very. <laughs> I also, okay, so. <laughs> I did. I, I did think of an actual flirting one. There was there was uh, one time at uh, might have been at Shuba's. Oh, okay. Might have been at Shuba's in Chicago. Anyway, um, 
I met this like I met this woman and I was kind of like approaching her, right? But I was mm-hmm. like trying to strike up a conversation and we were talking for like, you know, maybe a minute and a half before she was like, You're Josh, right? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. And like I just said the no just as a as a <laughs> you know how sometimes people are like, oh nah, yeah. you know. But yeah. I and I think I was like I was so nervous that I was trying to like anticipate her question before she asked it. <laughs> and so I thought she was about to be like, Are you you're from Chicago, right? Cause we cause we had just been talking about we like you know our favorite place to eat and stuff like that. I thought she was about to say you're from Chicago. And she said, you're Josh, right? I'm like, ah, nah, nah. And then she was like, oh, really? And and then I just, I didn't know what to do. So I just went with it. I just kept being like, yeah, nah, I'm not... Yeah, I don't think we've met before. And like, it, she had met oh me. no, she had like not, you fucking she had not. Okay, so she didn't meet me before, but she yeah. had, she had seen me go up at the mic a long longer time ago than that. So not like last week. So she mm-hmm. was, and that's why she was asking because she wasn't even sure. It wasn't like a right. You're Josh, right? It was like you're. Josh, right? And I and I'm just like, ah, oh, nah, nah. She's like, oh, I could have swore you were Josh. I was like, nah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. and then I just left. I didn't even go up at the mic because I knew they'd say my name. <laughs> hey man, can you introduce me as Derek tonight? Yeah, uh, yeah. Why? Just pl- just. Please, I'm in a I'm in a thing. Also, can you not talk to me for the rest of the night because you know who I am? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, here's what too that this isn't me failing at flirting. This was someone trying to flirt with me, and it was very weird. Uh, it was at a, a girl I was seeing. We went to we stopped by. It was like a gay bar, I think, but it was like a really slow night. Like no one was in there, so we're like, oh, let's grab a drink in here. There's no one here, and we go sit down. And there's this guy next to me, and he was trying to flirt with me. But all he said is I looked, he, he just, it's quiet. And I was like done talking to the girls with, and I just kind of learned, lean forward and that he, he, he's up to the side. He just goes, so you have green eyes. <laughs> and I looked at him and I went, yeah. And he was like, nice. And then nothing else. And I was like, it was actually like heartening. So I'm like, oh good. We're all bad at flirting. No matter who we are, <laughs> no matter what different path we come from. And you know, it's like, we're all shit at this. We're all shit at approaching strangers in bars. <laughs> bad but so you have green because well, what am i going to say to that what if i was like no <laughs> and he's like but i can see i can see it actually you, would you be do. funny if you were like they're actually brown and no one has ever recognized it and i've been dealing with it my whole life <laughs> thank you for bringing it up uh, and then he got really bad well he didn't get really bad but he was talking to me he goes so what are you and your girlfriend doing later and he like sounded so mad <laughs> Those are my favorite times I've ever been hit on. Those. <laughs> I wish you were. I wish you all of you were friends. So that'd that, be great. So that way you would just see him all the time, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm so hungry." He's like, "Were you hungry with your girlfriend?" <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I feel like I've I've had so many. It's one of those questions where it, it's actually hard to answer because I feel like I've had so many. Well, like maybe that'll be an know. episode. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's like no matter what, even when you feel like you're doing an okay job of flirting, you always feel weird about it. I don't know, mm-hmm. if, especially if you like like the person. Mm-hmm. 
you're always feeling a little bit just like, do I sound insane right now? What's my face doing? Like, you know what I mean? Even yeah. even when it's like going well, there's still that like part of anxiety inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That definitely needs to be an episode. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Thanks so much for listening to the Josh Johnson Show. We have a great time making it, and we're so glad that you enjoy listening to it. Thank you so much for writing in, everybody. And mm-hmm. if you are looking to catch up with uh, me especially on the socials, you can find me at Josh Johnson Comedy on Instagram, Josh J Comedy on Facebook, at Josh Johnson on Twitter, and Josh Johnson Comedy on YouTube. And if you're looking for Logan... You can follow me on Instagram at Logan M. Nielsen. And you can also email us, joshjohnsonshow at gmail.com to get into our mailbag there. Or, like I also read, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Those are all ways uh, to connect with us and to uh, get your messages and questions on the show. And uh, coming up very soon, you'll be able to see us record a show live over the interwebs. When are we doing that, Josh? We're doing that September 1st at Nowhere Comedy Club, and you can actually access the ticket link in this episode. Yeah, look look down in the... the it, it, my mouth broke for a second. Look down... <laughs> I don't know. I tried to say info and bio at the same time, and my mouth turned upside down. Um, but yeah, we have the info there. Uh, and go ahead, and if you want to get on, we're going to try to do some sort of mailbag live kind of like we did with our uh, Brooklyn show I don't quite know how it's going to work out tech wise but I'd like to collect some emails for people who are maybe going to be at that show that we can maybe uh, talk to a little bit do kind of a mailbag segment so go ahead and you can send those to joshjohnsonshow at gmail.com and put in the subject line uh, virtual live show something like that uh, to that and try to make the emails maybe short and sweet and we may not be able to do all of them depending on how many we get We may have to kind of pre-pick them or something like that just for tech issues and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. That's how I'm going to try. But I want to get some in for for maybe doing that. So Absolutely. I said a lot there. Yeah. I just rambled. (laughs) No, no. I mean, it's fine. You got all the points across. I think so. Well, we will see you in a bit. We're going to contemplate on all of our flirting fails. Yeah, from now till the next episode will be us just thinking about, God, how we've sounded like fucking idiots. That next episode is going to start real sad. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. 